Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to Jack of No Trades. We're back for a special mailbag episode today with just me and Tay, keeping it simple. What's up, Tay? Not much, man. And and a big konnichiwa to all of our Japanese listeners out there. We Who would have thought? Our podcast host, Simplecast, just created a new uh, analytics system where we can see where you guys are downloading our podcast. And the biggest audience we have is in the wonderful city of Tokyo. How? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. But they've they've been pretty loyal for the past six months or so. And, I mean, we get more listens in Japan than we do in from our U.S. counterparts. So that's kind of surprising. Honestly, how many people do you know in Japan? Ever? Right now, how many people? I have met two people from Japan. In your life? In my... Uh, that I actually like had a conversation with from actually from Japan, yeah, too. Wow, I don't know any Japanese people. Like I don't know a <laughs> single person in Japan right now. I don't know why they listen to us and why that's our biggest geographic spot. Yeah, I I don't get it either. Um, I do remember that uh, a couple of Japanese girls had an infatuation with you at one point. Oh my goodness! Um, so maybe maybe it's the. The wonderful women of Tokyo that that are supporting. <laughs> it was, oh my goodness. It was two foreign exchange students that came to live with my family. And I, they barely could speak. They had these, like, this is like 10 years ago. Uh, even more than that, probably. And they had these, like, special computers that could let them translate. They had, like, Google Translate before the rest of the world did. Of course, Japan did. Uh, and so they just go around just like muttering things and staring at people and yeah, so that's my only interaction, but I definitely don't know them or where they are. So that would be weird if this is actually the reason why we have a famous (laughs) podcast. Well, well maybe we'll take a trip out to Tokyo one day and we'll let you guys know. And if you want to come meet us, say hi, we'll, uh, we'll get some, some sake or whatever, uh, whatever you guys, (laughs) you guys do. I would love to see you drink sake (laughs) in Japan. And by the way, when I say famous, I mean for the 12 people that are listening. Yeah. Uh, so if you are listening and you are in Japan, why don't you just like, I don't know, like one of our tweets or email us at our ridiculously long email address. Just something. Just like give us a hint here. This is just weird at this point. So we just want to know. Yeah, we're going to have a little experiment. If you've listened to this much of our podcast and own a Twitter account, uh, as soon as you hear me say this, I want you to tweet at us. Uh, you're going to tweet at at J-O-N-T-P-O-D, Jump Pod, Jack of No Trades Pod. Send us a tweet. Tell us no. tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, give us some criticism. We just want to hear from you. Uh, and you now you need to say that in Japanese, apparently, because who knows if they understand English. Maybe this is just like a way they can hear stupid Americans speak English. Like is like background noise or something. Should I? At some weird cafe or something. Should I Google Translate that? No, no, <laughs> we don't, we don't got time for that. <laughs> that takes too much work, dude. This is a lazy man's podcast. Uh, yeah. So since nobody likes to interact with us on the internet or in any kind of way with our actual podcast accounts, we went and sourced a bunch of questions from podcast contributors and friends. So I have a giant list of questions that I have seen already 
Taylor has not seen them. So Taylor will be blindsided by a couple of these, I'm sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, yeah, do you have any questions or concerns going into this? What do you what do you predict happening here? Um, there's going to be some that are uh, backhanded insults at at me, <laughs> worded in the form of a question. I know that's maybe going to a front handed insult. <laughs> uh, Taylor, when did you find out you were gay? Um, <laughs> I I guarantee you, there's a question like that in in these this mailbag. So I'm excited to to see what what our friends of the pod have uh, drawn up for us. Okay. Well, without further ado, are you ready? Let's do this. Okay. Do you want me to give the name of the question as well? Like who contributed it? Yeah, yeah. I would love that, actually. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. How about so I'll ask the how question about, and we'll how both you, answer? How about you ask the question, I'll answer, and then tell us who it was from after. So it, does that make sense? Yeah. I Actually, no, I'm going to just say who it was because some of these need context. Okay. Because of the way they were written. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Let's do this. All right. Question number one. Coming from our Jake Fitness Bro, you know, the guy that hates milk. This guy, uh, he gave us a question and he asked Taylor, how do you balance relationships, work, school, gaming, sports, and other hobbies? <laughs> oh, that's a killer question, Jake Fitness Very Bro. Very vanilla. Yeah. The other question he asked is, what's the best way to go down on a lady? <laughs> So, I'll let you answer the first one. <laughs> uh, uh, first off, never go down on a lady because she won't respect you. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Horace and Pete, for that. Yeah. Um, Uncle Pete. Uh, balancing work and family and and hobbies, it's it's a difficult s- thing to master. And in some, it takes a lifetime, and some never, never master it. Um I think the the best thing is just having open communication with people and and making your intentions and the things that you want to do clear, you know? Tell your your spouse or your significant other be like, "Hey, this is something I do that's really important to me." Like for me, "Hey, I like doing this podcast. I'm going to keep doing it." Like Is this a wink wink at somebody in your life? Wink, uh, wink, not, listen not, up over here. Maybe. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just it's just setting clear expectations. That's that's what I would tell Jake. Just just give everybody a clear understanding of what you're willing to give them. Do you know what I go through every day? Like literally every day. What's I'm that? Like am I using my time wisely? Yeah. Am I being productive? And then the next thought I immediately have is does anything matter? <laughs> so like, it's like, okay, you saved the world of cancer or whatever, but does it matter? Like everyone's going to die somehow. Right. So Seriously. if it's cancer or something else, like everyone's going to die eventually. So does it matter? Or I have this homework to do, but what happens if I don't do it? You know, does it yeah. matter? Yeah. I think doesn't it doesn't matter. All that stuff all the time. So I'm in this constant flux of like, yeah, am I, is is the balance that I'm finding in my life, like, is it really bringing utility to me or is it just an exercise that's stressing me out just thinking about it? So maybe just doing what is natural and in living in the present is the best way to live your life because just thinking about how you're living your life can make it worse. 
That's a so. good. That's a good point. <laughs> so that that's a uh, great thing for procrastinators and people that uh, put off doing things that could be beneficial to them, or it could be a great way to live your life. Just, you be the the judge. Just don't be afraid to do the things you love. That's what I would say. But the thing is, everyone says that, but most people are still super afraid to do the things they love oh, ab- or would love doing. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So if you're if you're looking for advice on how to live your life, you know what? I think uh, uh, Rico did it best or said it best in Hot Rod and said, don't you ever tell me how to live my life ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do you. Man. That's what you should be saying to us. Yeah. <laughs> do you. Okay. Uh, anything else, Tay? No. I'm just going to move on. Let's move on. Great question. Cool. Good question. Very productive. Yeah. I'm feeling a good vibe. All right. Uh, Hannah from uh, the Grind, What Grinds Our Gears pod cast the episode asked the following question. This is a good one. Okay. Imagine you are on Nathan for you. You come across a small bookstore that is losing customers due to the rise of Kindles. What creative marketing strategy would you suggest to help this bookstore? So if you haven't seen Nathan for you, it's one of the best comedy shows you could ever find because this guy goes in and actually interacts with real life people and creates these marketing campaigns and strategies all in real time and in real life. But it's completely crazy. These ideas he comes up with like the most recent episode I saw, he created a sleeper cell within Uber so that he could uh, essentially help taxi drivers while at the same time getting Uber to stop selling a onesie for babies born on an Uber ride that he came up with on a previous episode. <laughs> like, the guy is all over the place, but he's hilarious and completely deadpan and does not ever break. It's the best. So, Tay, what's what's your idea for this bookstore if you had a Nathan for you angle? Oh, man, this is this is tough. I, th- I think I'm going to need your help on this one. Let's brainstorm. Let's work. Let's work through this. Okay. okay? So people aren't use, reading traditional books really anymore, are they? No, I think that's a dying market. Do you prefer to read books in paper or digitally? If you have to honestly have either one in your hands reading, which would you rather have, a Kindle or a book? I would take a Kindle. You would take a Kindle. Yeah. Well, but what about you? I think I like the real book. Oh, really? Yeah, because I like having like the gauge of like how far. Uh, like I am into the book. I know you can get like the digital reading of that, like where you are, but like seeing it uh, physically is kind of nice. I also like the feel of pages. I also like, like not looking at a screen. It's one of the breaks your eyes get from like a glow of something. So um, I think if I was Nathan, I would try and leverage the idea of screen time hurting your eyes. And I would try and come up with something that essentially, without directly saying Kindles hurt people, but essentially implying that Kindles could hurt people. That's a good idea. Yeah. Scare people as they go into the store. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Scare people away from more screens to go read more books physically. That would be like where I'd go with it. Because um, fear is the best motivator we know in life. Yeah, and I'd get someone who sounded like Morgan Freeman to do it, I think, to be the guy who scares people. I think that'd be a good move. Somebody with a really distinct voice. Okay. Like a like an ad campaign? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think you just got to get – I don't know how you get like a specific small bookstore though, like on the map. Yeah. That's true. Maybe mm, – I don't know. This is a tricky one. It's kind of hard to get people interested about paper books. 
Great. Yeah. Great, great question. I'm a little stumped. I think you'd have to sell it to hipsters. Yeah. Because bookstores are hipster locations. Like, they're feeding grounds. Because I go to this little hipster bookstore sometimes, and it's like – it's structured in a way that's really inconvenient, but you know it's like for people that are nerds and like the fact it's kind of an inconvenient structure of the store, you know? Yeah. Like – going up ladders and shit and you, it's not really alphabetized in a very easy way. I don't know. So I, I think it's definitely finding that market. That's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so dissuade people from looking at screens. Got it. That's our, that's our strategy. That's what I would do. I would scare people out of looking at your screen. Okay. All right. Okay. On to the next. So Miranda, guess what kind of question Miranda asked? Friend of the pod. Uh, Harry Potter. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Miranda asked, "What are your what is your Hogwarts house, and why are you sorted in there?" Okay. So, Taylor, what's your Hogwarts house? So, I took the Pottermore quiz, and I'm a Slytherin. Stop. Okay, you've said it. It's gone. I was gonna say we should both sort each other right now. Oh, oh, dang it. No, it's okay. It's alright. If I had to sort you, I would put you in Slytherin. Why is that? Because you're a greedy mother fricker, and you <laughs> don't have time for freaking dumb people. And I feel like Slytherin House is all about just shitting on incompetent and dumb people. <laughs> that's the Slytherin way. That's that's true. And and it feels good doing it. But my question is, what house are you? You got to sort me. Um, You're not a Hufflepuff. Thank goodness. Hufflepuffs are like the the dumbasses of of the, of the <laughs> wizarding world. They are. Aren't they the misfits? They're the misfits. Nobody who does anything noteworthy ever comes from Hufflepuff. Um, uh, Cedric Diggory was a Hufflepuff, and he got killed by Voldemort. And he did nothing. He died. And then he became a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ravenclaws are like the bookworm smarty pants. Um, Slytherin are the ambitious, and Gryffindor are the brave. Um, <laughs> Gryffindor the assholes. The, the assholes. <laughs> I'm gonna, the self-righteous assholes. I'm going to put you in Slytherin, man. All right. Team Slytherin up in here. I I don't why? know what you were sorted into, but I think you're a Slytherin. Uh, why? For similar reasons to why you put me in there. You have a low <laughs> tolerance for dumb people also. Yeah, that's right. And and you're not as self-righteous as the Gryffindors. Mm. So happy to hear this. Uh, I don't... I. I know I've done some of those dumbass quizzes before that ask you a million questions like, if you had to eat a, th- a sleeping pill and then have sex with a troll, <laughs> which troll would you sleep with and why? I, I, I'm i like, how is this going to tell me anything about myself? Um, but I think I probably relate most to Slytherin by these definitions we have. Um, I'm okay with being a little bit of an asshole when it comes to Harry Potter. So, yeah. Uh, what What's your thoughts about the... Harry Potter phenomenon, like the way people identify with these groups. I think it's kind of stupid. Um, I get a little annoyed when I see people wearing like Gryffindor sweaters or, or <laughs> stuff around town. I'm like, it's over, guys. It's like, move <laughs> on. on. <laughs> it's, it's not relevant uh, anymore. Uh, yeah. But it's still captivating people. I know, like kids, I, kids today still read them and like them. I don't get it. It's I don't know. It's, you get it? You bought the damn eight pack. Hey, I like the movies. I'll I'll admit that. But I've never ever bought a Harry Potter piece of clothing. Uh 
Really? I bought a wand. It's not clothing. <laughs> That's somehow not worse. It's not. That's way worse. It was, a souvi- been- it was a souvenir from Harry Potter World. You spent $50 on a not wand. Not 50 How much was it? It was 20 Shut up. It was more than 20 No. It was right. it was worth it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about Harry Potter anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. And that Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Him can go suck a dick. <laughs> that movie sucked, yeah. and everyone knew it sucked, <laughs> and no one cares about it. Okay? Uh, Don't make any more. Yeah, it was not good. Gosh, I forgot I saw that like a year ago, and I was like, that was a freaking waste of time if I've ever wasted time. Was that only a Our, year ago? Yeah, it was Thanksgiving last year, that dude. That feels forever ago. I saw an ad about why it flopped, and I was like, damn right, it flopped. That movie was bullshit. It really it's that damn Eddie Redmayne, dude. Dude, that guy, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, whatever. Moving on, Harry Potter, you had your time. Just get over it. We're on to bigger and better things now. Okay, Tay, this is the part that's going to get a little rough. I got a feeling. Uh, This is the uh, Joe section. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Joe is notorious for breaking Taylor's balls. So (laughs) uh, first question, this is a a softball. This is a safe one. Concrete and gold. This is Joe wrote this in. We did a podcast about how great it it is and how this signals the the return of the Foo Fighters. Referencing Concrete and Gold, the new album by the Foo Fighters. However, it's not really that good, is it? In fact, with two duds in a row, are you concerned about the Foo Dudes and their future going forward? You want me to answer this one? Go for it. I got thoughts too. Okay. Um, So, he's right. You know, it's... He's right. I, I was a little bit on the new album high when we did that podcast. We had it for about a week. Um, I was excited for some new music. It wasn't a great. It wasn't a. It was a okay album, not great though. And what's it worse in their catalog? What's, what is what's worse than it? So I'd say Sonic Highways is worse. Um. One one by one, it's not a great album, but it's better than this one. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's comparable to one by one. Um, and uh, what's what's the frick in your honor? That one, it's kind of a Whoa. that's kind of a weird album. It's a good album. It's a double. It's a double album, but there's it's kind of got the stadium Arcadia problems where you have so many songs that it's got some duds sprinkled Dun- throughout. Um, I think you got Sonic Highways. And probably the original Foo Fighters album, which really doesn't count. I think are the only two that are worse. That's funny because a lot of people love that first album, so that's interesting. Um, well, I think they like it for nostalgia reasons. Because yeah. like when you really listen to it, I don't think it's that memorable. They've got a couple songs that are okay, but it's really just Dave's singles that he put together. I mean, am I worried that the Foo's won't be able to add anything great to their catalog? Absolutely. Because... Because once you mm. get a little older in age and you put out a few not great albums, it gets really hard to get back on the horse and like start a new, a new like a uh, a new dynasty, if you will, or a new segment of your career. So they may are th- they're still great live. I think they have a lot of music to pull from for live performances, but 
I'm not convinced that they'll put out another truly great studio album. Are they hitting the sellout zone? Are they just going to be mailing in on old songs and performances going forward? I'm not ready to call that 100%. I say they have one more shot with their next album, and that'll that'll make or break it. It's my personal opinion. I have to say it's really surprised me that this album wasn't as good because he he sold this thing like it was the biggest thing since you know I don't know the last great rock album whatever you fill in the blank he's like this thing is loud this thing is big we're doing this and that and it came and we're like that's it where's the where's the you know the real punch it just never came and if you would have told me that the Red Hot Chili Peppers newest album would be better than the Foo Fighters newest album I would have laughed at you a year ago um but that Red Hot album is actually pretty good it is uh the getaway which I thought they were done washed up forever after the uh one uh oh what's the one before it I'm with you I'm with you excuse me uh after I'm with you came out I was like oh they're finished this is it they're done but they put out a pretty good album so it gave me hope that these acts could keep going but i don't know i think the foo fighters are in a really uh sticky situation and i'm gonna say this the bigger your band gets the less ability it has to really impact as an act my opinion they got too many guys on stage dave's the guy but and taylor hawkins is the guy chris shiflett he's got the skills on guitar and we know nate it does nothing on bass (laughs) But, like, they got Pat, they got their keyboard guy. I don't know. It just feels like a lot of people. Yeah, like... Just harder to keep it. Watching their latest music videos and there's so many guys on stage, it's just... I don't know. I like a more simple act, personally. I mean, look at, like, like a Guns N' Roses. It's like, how many people <laughs> did they have in those bands by the end? Yeah. And you I, know? Like, it just accumulates. I mean, you got Muse. That's a three-piece. Um, uh-huh. Red Hots are four. Like... You know, like most bands that are like pretty salt. I mean, even Foos was three guys at one point. Right. And I thought it worked pretty well. Didn't need, I guess it was four. It was four. Four, yeah. I forget about Nate. Sorry. (laughs) Well, he's not really featured, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that answers Joe's question. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. Okay. This next question Do we want to get political? I'm going to give you the option. I'd rather not. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll play it by ear depending on the question. Well, if I ask the question, once it's out, it's out. All right. So, all right. Let's, this is going to expose some of uh, the political leanings of the podcast. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to edit this a little bit because he was a little uh, robust in his accusations, I think. Okay. He said, Joe said, you both voted for Trump. You both claim to have done so for unbelievable reasons. But be honest with us. Do you feel shame now? If you had to do it over again, would you vote the same? Now that you see things in a little different light, I'm guessing you meant to write, do you still claim that the GOP lines up best with your values? I'm going to start first. I've never claimed to be a Republican. And I've never claimed to be a GOP person. So I feel a little misrepresented by the question to start. (laughs) Uh, if you would have asked me 10 years ago where I'd lie, I would definitely have been leaning Republican, but I never have 
you know, said I was a Republican before ever in my life. Um, where I stand today is definitely independent, and I mean that. I I think the two party system is very uh, divisive, and I don't think it's very helpful in actually uh, discussing issues anymore. Because once you're put in a bucket, you therefore have uh, everything and everything right with you, depending on who you're. Everything right with you and everything wrong with you, depending on who you're talking to. So that's where I'm at. Taylor, where where do you lie on the political spectrum? Uh, I I vote red through and through. Um, I I, I pick <laughs> I pick laundry. <laughs> you vote laundry, huh? That's what Joe thinks. But but um, I going if I could do it over again, I wouldn't have voted for Trump. And and my reason for that is the country feels like it's been the most divisive. It's been in in probably my lifetime. Um, there's just a lot of confrontation and disagreement, and it's just. And I I feel like, I feel like him and Hillary, like whoever would have won, it's like a marginal difference, really, in what actually gets done. But I don't feel like his brash, aggressive attitude helps like diffuse tension. If that makes sense, yeah, like he definitely he kind of encourages it a little bit from his example. Um, but my political leanings, uh, the more I think about it, um, I'm probably closest to a libertarian. Uh, I believe in fiscally conservative principles. I don't believe in a large welfare state. Um, I don't really care about, uh, social programs like legalizing drugs. Go for it. doesn't affect me. Um, or, uh, or other things that don't affect me. I'm like, go for it. So. Um, I'd say libertarian is where I'm at. So I guess I should have voted for Gary Johnson going back. Yeah. I, I definitely feel some shame voting for him. I don't feel good. It's not like I'm like, yes, he's cause he doesn't represent me at all. When I voted for him, it was mainly in the hopes that everything he was doing in the primaries was just for show. Cause I honestly thought he was just the master of spectacle and he was just keeping the attention on him. Um, to differentiate himself and just saying crazy things to keep the narrative on him at all times. And I was hoping because if he has a history of not being a Republican, he was a Democrat, you know, and said he was a Democrat for how many years before he actually ran that we would have got a much more moderate presence actually hitting the white house. What we got obviously is, is awful and annoying. And it's, a, it's just the worst, you know, I don't like the way he talks about people and how he appears to be a baby and it sucks. Um, I, but I couldn't say that voting for Hillary was going to provide a better outcome, which I think Joe is implying that Hillary is the clear and far away best option for America. And I just think she was as dirty as anyone. And she flip-flopped on key issues all the time throughout her political career. And so saying that she was the better option, it was kind of like, I, I just couldn't buy into that either. So I was really uh, voting on the uncertain versus what I knew certainly was a, was a bad egg in Hillary. So Joe, you got your wish. You're better than us. Your bleeding heart. Liberalism wins. Uh, we are shamed. Trump voters here wishing it never happened. What else do you want us to say? Tay, you got anything else before everyone's left already? Everyone's no. gone now. We're not political experts. I've kind of stepped out of Absolutely following. Absolutely not. We've kind of stepped out of following politics um, just because I feel like there's no point 
and I don't trust any information I'm seeing anyway. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, we don't get political in here because it's not a good forum for that. You guys need to just talk with each other and figure out what's best for you and your family and politically where you sit. But just listen to each other. So that's what I would say. <sighs> Moving on. Thanks, Joe, for that one. Um, Tay, here's a question for you. How many times during one podcast can Taylor mention the words, my girlfriend? Hint, last week it was four. Love you. Miss you, T. I'm happy for you. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, sick burn. Sick burn. Uh, last question from Joe. Who do you choose? Ariana or Selena? Uh, that's easy. Ariana. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to go with Selena. I go Selena, I think. All right. Uh, go ahead and she, give your reasoning, and I'll give mine. Oh, I don't have much. Just She seems like a woman. Uh, Ariana seems like a child and a a little person, like a very like small person, like a baby. Okay, yeah, I I get that the physical appearance, but as far as like musical talent and singing ability, Ariana's got some pipes, and that girl can sing. So as far as whose music I'd rather listen to, hands down, Ariana. Okay, you can have her. Cool, and I'll take Selena. We'll walk away. Sweet. All right, next batch. We got a bunch of questions from Mark, also known as Bojangles. Uh, He asked some questions. (laughs) Um, How is it possible that Taylor got a girlfriend and name here, ex-coworker of yours, is still single? (laughs) I know who's... A lot of girlfriend questions, Taylor. I know. I know who he's talking about, too. Uh, How did it happen, Taylor? What, What was the secret sauce? What's the secret sauce? Um, <laughs> I, oh my, I, I don't have a secret sauce, man. It's, I, I just got lucky, I guess. Um, so just, I got friend zone for a long time and then I put my, I put my time in and it just kind of happened. So I, snap your fingers and there you go. Yeah. That's all, that's all I just got. That easy. I don't, I'm not an expert. Sweet. Yeah. I just, I just got lucky. All right, another question for you. What is the Bojangles backstory? Okay, for his character. Yeah, what's Bojangles backstory? You're the you're the oh, mastermind okay. behind the Taken franchise. Well, it's it's a little. I've already explained part of it uh, throughout the. Okay, well, give us a recap. So, so Bo grew up in the South. He he joined the uh, a, a secret like special ops force for the United States government. That's where he met Brian. They uh, went on missions together, uh, knew each other for a long time. But then, after Brian uh, soiled his girlfriend, <laughs> Bo's fiance, uh, things went south and he turned to a life of crime and swore revenge on, on Brian. So, mm-hmm. so, that's really the backstory for Bo. Well, he's a beloved character. One of the best IP we have in the. Jack of No Trades podcast network. And he will be returning. Oh, boy. We're hearing a lot of talk about this, Taylor. I don't know if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, stay, staying with the Taken questions, who will replace Liam Neeson in the Taken franchise? And I'm guessing this is in real life. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, it's got to be an older, an older gentleman. 
I've got the answer. Who? We got to go full cage on this one, dude. That's a great, he's a great cast. <laughs> great call. He's already done the stolen movie, which I'm assuming is a knockoff of Taken. We just need to bring him over. Just let Cage go full cage and, and go Taken on us. I think it'd be great. I, I support that, that casting. That's that's our vote. Jack and No Trades vote. Nick Cage, take over for Liam Neeson. Take over the mantle. Even, yeah. It'll do it. It'll never be the same, but he can he could get pretty damn close. Absolutely. All right. Another question. Why does the Fantasy League suck so bad this year? <laughs> great question. That is a great question. Half the league doesn't even set a lineup. Yeah. Ooh. It's bad. It is bad. Um, I think it's a symptom of the NFL sucking this year. I agree. It's kind of killed everybody's excitement around fantasy football. Uh, we've also added some players to the league that aren't very uh, tech-savvy or vocal, and they're busy people, and so they don't really have time for trash-talking. Um, we've also we've also gotten rid of all of the people that are fun to trash-talk in the league. So True. Yes. I, I think if we would have started the year off with a better draft, with more people present at the draft to talk shit, it would have set the league off on a better foot. Um, but yeah, I think the NFL, honestly, it's just the, the players, nobody really is excited about anybody they have on their team. You know, like you get a guy, you're like, yeah, I got, you know, Antonio Brown, like, oh, he's a killer for me. It's like, no one really cares. No one really feels a connection. It just sucks. And the, and the shit talk's not there either. So it's disappointing. Maybe next year we can get a, a better league going, but I think this year is pretty much a scratch at this point. It's a tainted win. So if you end up winning, Taylor, it's basically worth nothing well, I'm in, at this I'm point. I'm in a good position to win, so. It's going to be worth nothing. Well, I'm, it's a participation trophy at this I'm point. I'm taking your commissioner's spot if I win, so. Ugh. Dude, you trying to kick me out as commissioner has been the longest event of this whole league. <laughs> Every year, it's you trying to kick me out, and I don't know why. I'll get the support eventually. If you become commissioner, the league dies. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> All right, it's done. Okay, I'll delete it all. All right, last question from Mark. He has a lot of inside jokes in here. So, um, his last question: Why was Jeff from a place we worked never on a show as the definition as plain white bread man? <laughs> we worked with a person, this Jeff, that literally is the most white person on the planet. Right? If you could think of every white stereotype. Like putting mayonnaise on a white Wonder Bread and putting butter on top of that. Like, and eating that as like a sandwich. That's this guy. And, He's just and then, so And then white. eating vanilla wafers for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knocking down some jello right after. <laughs> I mean, like, just this guy is just like hard to describe. Like, just think of the most white person you know and then right. multiply that. That's this person. This guy had. No personality except if you talked about two things. <laughs> if you talk to talk sports, specifically, <laughs> specifically football, hockey, and basketball, uh, he would he would get very excited. Or the Walking Dead TV show. Oh my gosh! If the widest of shows. Uh, we were we were janitors at the time, and so, you know, you run out of things to talk about when you're you're cleaning up shit and. In bathrooms and, and and doing that, I I spent many hours discussing the the tenets of Walking Dead with with Jeff. 
Um, but I would never in a million years bring him on a podcast. It'd be rough. Ever. He he explained to us how he got engaged, and the story involved Arby's. So <laughs> I think enough said. Uh, if you're hearing this, Jeff, love you. Hope your your new job's treating you well. That's right. Doing well out there, bud. All right. Okay, that's ends the Mark and Joe section, which are probably some of the roughest. Um, okay. We're surviving. Good. Okay. Uh, Dan from the Pokemon episode asked, do your parents know you're gay? <laughs> I knew this one was well, coming. I predicted it. That's right. Uh, not yet. I am currently married to a woman, so we'll see how long I can keep this ruse going. Yeah, My beard's looking great, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm still in the closet as well. I don't plan on coming out, at least for a while. It's- we'll keep this deep down inside. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to add a question for Dan. Which Pokemon are you and why? He didn't ask this, but I'm asking it for him because he gave us a terrible question. Okay. Which Pokemon am I? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... With... If I could be any, I'd want to be Hitmonlee. Okay. The one that kicks. No, that's hit, Kick that's, some shit. That's, is that Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan? No, it's the Hitmonlee, the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've i thought about getting into MMA. I just want to get into a, a practice of uh, kicking. I think. Oh, you just want to kick. I think that would be a good fighting style for my, my body type. You got some flexible hips? Yeah. You able to get some? Oh, do you? And I got some long legs. So, oh wow. So yeah, careful out there. <laughs> okay, I think if I had to pick out Pokemon, I would be, I would be uh, Zapdos because it's a freaking bird that is like lightning. So it's basically unbeatable. Hey, you unless know? you have water. Oh, but you know, no water. You no, know, you hurt water with electricity, or uh, ground type. Uh, maybe, but it's pretty badass Pokemon. If I have to choose what Pokemon I am, uh, like me personally that I relate with, uh, I think it goes back to the last question. It's probably Mr. Mime. You know, I'm pretty freaking. <laughs> you look. If you don't know. <laughs> he looks like Mark Zuckerberg from the South Park episode this year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, go look that up you know, if you're not a the nerd. The saddest moment in Pokemon history. Was the episode where Charmander's flame almost goes out in, in, in the rain? I feel I feel oh like that gosh. sometimes. Oh yeah. Or the the fl- maybe the flames my will to live. Oh man, it's so sad. It's tender. I know. They hit some hit some lows in that episode. Um, yeah, I know. Pokemon, it's it's uh it's it's pretty pretty cool. Not that cool. It's not cool enough to go hang out with a bunch of other. F- Frickin' virgins running around town, <laughs> killing big Pokemon together. I, but I have not raided since I went with Dan, so didn't hold up. No, it didn't last. I, I never reloaded the game, so <laughs> sorry, didn't happen. All right, moving on. Uh, our boy T, another Tyler, who was the voice of the villain on the Christmas Taken series. He asks, "Was the JFK murder a conspiracy?" Absolutely. Okay. I I have researched this for years. I had a teacher in middle school, Mr. Jorgensen. Oh, geez. He spent a month out of the year talking exclusively about the JFK assassination. And he's like, there's no way. 
the magic bullet. There's no way. Um, there's no way Patton Oswalt did it on his own. I don't believe it. <laughs> Patton Oswalt? <laughs> Not badly Harvey Oswalt. <laughs> Sorry, Patton. Could you imagine if he did? <laughs> Patton Oswalt was there. Uh, Lee Harvey. He could barely peer over the top of that window. That's true. That's true. Oh, my gosh. I, I personally think that the mob was involved. Um, the Kennedys mm. had connections to the mob, but JFK was distancing himself with him, and they were losing their grip. And so I think they took matters into their own hands, and that's why John and Robert were killed within a few years of each other. Okay. I'm... I used to be full conspiracy, but now I'm thinking it was just uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, really? I yeah. I just I don't know. It seems sketchy, and I I'm sure there was some coordination, but I think he's the one that took the shot. And we'll see if any of these Trump file shit show anything, which is like the biggest weirdest presidential publicity stunt. It's like he knew JFK's popular, so he's like, oh, this will get me some points. I'm gonna release all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like everybody loves JFK, you know. I don't know. It just seems weird, but yeah. It, sometimes it's like, yeah, but if, if there's really nothing to, sometimes the obvious thing is the right thing, and that's where I'm at. Yeah. Until something otherwise shows, like, oh, this could be a real grand conspiracy with a different shooter. I think it was probably him. It's just the the sequence of events that happened that day is just so bizarre. It's definitely weird. It's so it bizarre is, yeah. how many like freak things that were out like out of protocol. Um, absolutely happened it was just countless like if if that went if they tried to recreate that today it just wouldn't happen um yeah it's, it's just a very bizarre thing and it, it's kind of fun to talk about so it is fun it's fun to know uh it's not really a burning question for me anymore though at one point it was it's like i just want to know what happened and now i'm just kind of like Bleh. do you remember Doesn't matter. do you remember when we recreated the jfk assassination in halo 3 very cool. <laughs> Best moment of my junior year of high school. <laughs> it's it's a tough shot. Yep, whoever was. made that shot, it's a tough shot. So whoever did it. Okay. All right. This next question is from Bilmo. Bilmo asked the following. Um, so you have the movies The Shawshank Redemption, Whiplash, and Unbreakable. Pick one of these movies for each of the following categories. First category. Stop from being made. Um, second category, which deserves best picture. Third category, one movie you'd watch for the rest of your life. So you have to put each one of these movies in one of these categories. Wow. Stop from being made so it doesn't exist. It's gone. Okay. Best picture winner and movie you have to watch for rest of your life. Rest of your life. Yep. Oh, gosh. Okay, I think I get rid of. I probably get rid of Whiplash. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Why? Um. I think of the three. I mean, I I like all three. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you got to actually. I'm gonna rephrase that. Um, get rid of Unbreakable. Um, Whiplash. Whiplash. Best Picture. And Shawshank, watch for the rest of my life. I agree with that. And honestly, I don't see another way. You have to. Of, I, I, with the movies given, I, I really like Unbreakable, but Unbreakable is not on the level of Whiplash or the Shawshank Redemption. And it doesn't have rewatchability, which, right. which I just realized. That's why I was going to 
put it in the watch over. But I thought about it. I'm like, no, Shawshank is probably the most rewatchable of the three. Yes. And, Shawshank definitely is the most watchable. Yes. And I think it's probably the best of the three. It is. I, I think objectively, it's the best movie. Shawshank is the best movie. It's not my favorite movie of all time, but it's it's so perfect the way it's executed. And there's humor and it's sad and it's dramatic and it twists and turns. It's just everything about it is just perfect. It's got a lot going on. A lot of themes mm-hmm. to deal with. I mean, life itself, they, they explore what is life. Uh, are we all prisoners in some form or another? Or do the institutions turn us into what we become? You know, it's there's a lot to dissect. Whiplash is a movie that is very entertaining. It is cringeworthy at times. It's exhausting. It is t- exhausting. It, it beats you down. J.K. Simmons beats you down like he beats down Miles Teller. <laughs> and it's hard. Uh, so I couldn't imagine having that on the island with me forever. But it definitely was an amazing movie. Uh, it's something I, I really like and I actually think about wanting to watch pretty frequently. It's like, so that's good. And unbreakable. It's just, it's just not quite on the same level as those two. Um, overall. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting nervous. I'm really excited for glass. The, the follow-up to split and unbreakable, but it, it has potential. It could tarnish the two movies, or it could bring them both, bring them all together in a really amazing way. It, it has there's potential for a great screw up or a really really big finish. Yep, absolutely. And but I'm excited to see it. I hope that I hope it does Same. well and adds to the Same. to the world. I do as well. All right. Well, good question. Um, okay. A few questions from Natalie, our makeup contributor. Okay. All right. Tay, when's the last time you cried? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, it's been a minute. Okay. Ah, uh, shoot. I don't remember the last time I cried. I've had times where I've been sad. Um, and I've I've been sitting in my shower just sad. Uh, if if, if you want to be a pitiful have a pitiful moment, Sit down on your tub with the shower running, the water running over you. That is, that's a bad place Ooh. to be. Um, that's, that's a spot. I did that, and you don't know if you're crying or not, right? Correct. That, I did that a six months ago. Right after uh, McDonald's was all out of chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But as far as tears go, it's been years. I don't, I don't know. Wow, those tear ducts don't work anymore. Yeah, they do. Last last time I cried, uh, Schindler's List. I had I had two hot tears come out of these eyeballs. Oh really? I, I'd never seen it before, and that end scene where he talked to you know where he's thinking about all the money he could have spent and the lives he could have saved I, was. I haven't seen it, dude. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. There's payback for all the spoilers you've given me in the last few it's months. It's okay. Um, I almost cried during Only the Brave a couple weeks ago. Ooh. That was pretty rough. Sometimes I want to cry. You know, I just want a hot cry. Yeah. Just get out some feelings. You know, feel alive. I'm jealous of ladies sometimes when they can just cry into a pillow. Like, huh, wonder what that's like. I know. Maybe I'll try and do that tonight. Just cry myself to sleep. <laughs> okay. 
Next question. She's got a she's got a bunch of questions. Um, if you could live one day of your life over again, what day would you choose? Hmm. Wow. So is this like a a regret question or like a the day was so great I'd live it again question? This is a trick question for you. This is a trick question for me. I gotta be very careful with the way I answer this. <laughs> oh man, I'm thinking of like the the great days I've had. Oh man, I'd answer, and she—I think she knows this. If I could redo any day, I would redo my wedding day, and I would be basically the exact same, except when I go up, we did this little like, uh, like giveaway essentially. It was like a quiz game during the reception. Like you had to find out information about, like answer some questions, and they would put you in a raffle for a gift we gave out, you know, to one of the guests. And when I pulled the thing, I read the name. Of her stupid cousin. And I could have lied. And I could have said any of my buddies. I could have done anything. But I just wrote this one person's name that was just like the biggest like freeloader ever <laughs> at the party. <laughs> they probably cheated and put their name in like a hundred times. They probably stole the little raffles and like put their name in. It was probably rigged. I should have just said somebody else's name. That's like one of my biggest regrets. So it's really petty. It's really stupid. But I still feel like, man, that was a really Big blown opportunity for me in my life. Everything else would have kept the same. Of, I guess I'm gonna go more of the regret route because I I don't know like I've had a lot of great days so it's hard to pick one. But one regret I have was in high school. I had a girl that I liked and she liked me, and I was thinking about asking her to the prom, but I didn't do it. <laughs> and. uh and I ended up working that whole weekend rather than going to the prom. And I, re- I regret that. I regret not going to my prom. It's stupid, but I, I feel like I should have went. You could have got laid, bro. What were you thinking? <laughs> I know. I know. So if I could go back over. Thinking with your wallet. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Um, next question. What's something horrible that everyone should try at least once in their life? Ah. Uh, like okay. I I think you should try crap. Let me think. Crap. You should try <laughs> crap. <know>. No. <laughs> that would be horrible. What's something that's just like Oh man. Uh, yoga was terrible for me. Wait, what? Yoga. Oh, I did yoga last week. I had a terrible experience doing yoga. How bad could it have been? So, I am probably one of the least flexible people you'll ever meet. Uh, my, You said you had hip, flexible hips so you could kick. Oh, not really. Um, you lied. No, I, I thought you meant a different type of flexible. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of flexible would it be related to kicking? I don't know. <laughs> I, for kicking, I think I'm flexible enough. But so, like, am I sit and re- you know you remember the you remember the sit and reach sit and reach thing in a uh, school? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You got to push the little thing up the the so box, I, and it told you how far I it could, is. Yeah. I could push that thing. I couldn't even get it on the measurable <laughs> part of it. You got long arms, dude. That's saying something. Yeah. And so my doctor said try yoga. And so I I went to a yoga class. And it was terrible, dude. I've never been in so much pain. Um, 
So well, that means you got to keep going. You got to get so on flexible. I think yoga or or working out in the morning. It's terrible, but you should try it. I think. When you say early, like four in the morning. Yeah, kind of thing. Like six or seven. Even that's rough. I worked out. There was a time in my life I was working out at four thirty in the morning, and that was the worst. Oh, that, that's gross. That made me want to kill myself every day. I was like, this isn't <laughs> even worth it. No matter what happens, this isn't worth it. Um, what's one horrible thing everyone should try at least once? That's such a weird question. Um, I think everyone should try wearing a fedora out in public at least once. <laughs> and, just, and just get the stares of, of people looking at you just like, you're a douche. Like you just need to feel those hot eyes on you. You need just, the feather just in judging it too. you. Just yeah. Just just be pretentious one day of your life. Unless you're pretentious every day of your life. Are we bringing you back know, Fedora Friday? You know, Fedora Friday. I don't know if it's ready to come back, but if you're gonna wear a fedora, you better wear it on Friday. So you can at least say that when somebody walks by you. It's like, dude, why are you wearing a fedora? You're like, it's Fedora Friday. That's, that's all you got to say. Fedora Friday, bitch. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I don't know what else you could try. I'm sure there's, this is one of those questions that I'm going to be like walking to you know work or something in like two weeks and be like, oh my gosh, everyone should try this. And then I'd remember. But yeah, that's I don't got anything else for that one. Um. Okay. She asked one more question, but it's a extremely mean and savage question towards you so i'm going to exclude it to uh save you the embarrassment i'll tell you offline if you tweeted us maybe i'll tell you yeah <laughs> yeah y'all need a little yeah. carrot in front of you mm-hmm. okay my the last question and this is from me what is the end game for this podcast taylor like like when are we going to end it yeah what's the what's the move does this just go on forever do we stop after 5 10 years do we get a super famous guest on and that's the end. Like what's the, I, I think this podcast can only end when either we die or we have, or we have (laughs) smash mouth on as a guest. Oh my gosh. So we either get smash mouth on or we die. Yeah. I think if either situation happens, I'd just as well be dead. So I, what what am I going to say to smash mouth? If they come (laughs) <laughs> hey now you're an all-star we're gonna, your we're gonna find out about Go their lives play. dude we're gonna learn everything there is to know about them and, and give th- name the lead singer of smash mouth <laughs> <laughs> you're its biggest fan you don't even know his name <laughs> they're collective bro they're collective <laughs> no it's not yes it's him. We'll learn that. No one knows our names. <laughs> you can't even. You don't even know the lead singer, dude. It's so embarrassing. We were, uh, me and my squad. We were uh, watching Stranger Things. <laughs> Your squad. Yeah, my Taylor Swift squad. We were watching Stranger Things two oh last gosh. night. We binged the whole thing. Um, but as soon as episode one started, I said, "Guys, what's the black kid's name?" Lucas. Nobody knew the kid's name, dude. It was uh, it's Lucas, right? It is, but you've been watching it recently, right? But yeah, but I remember the black kid's name, Lucas. It was bad, dude. I felt I was so embarrassed. I always forget uh, the one kid's name, the lead, but I remembered it because he's being a bitch. Yeah, 
I watched two se- two episodes, and so Mike's being a little bitch. Mike, Dustin, Will, and Lucas. Will. Stranger Things Will. crew. Will. Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got to have Smash Mouth on, or we What die. about you, man? What's your end game? I think that's fair. I mean, I don't have any ambitions of being famous or uh, even, like, hitting quotas for, like, listeners. It's it's really just, like, an, a fun activity. It's a fun hobby. And it's fun posting it so everybody can see it if they want to see it. And it's kind of a record of – it's like a journal almost. It is a journal. That's right. Think about how weird this will be down the line if we ever have kids. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, dad – has all this shit on the air that I can go listen to and learn horrible things from him. What would you let your kids listen to your to this podcast? Um, when they're old enough, when they're ready to join the club, when they're, when they're in the club. Taylor's rules for his kids doing things they shouldn't is that once they just do it, not ask for permission to do it, but once they just do it, that's when they're in the club. So let's say they have a rule in the house that they're not allowed to watch R-rated movies, okay? If the kid asks to watch an R-rated movie, Taylor's logic is they're not ready to join the club. So he's not, they're not allowed to watch an R-rated movie. But the second they watch an R-rated movie by themselves, they're ready to join the club. <laughs> I think the logic's sound. I do not understand it. If someone does, please tell me because Taylor can't explain it in a way that makes sense to me. But welcome to the club. That's what he's going to say. The second he walks in on his kid watching some freaking porno, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> oh, all right, dude, that's all the questions I got. You got a question? Nah, dude, that's, that's, that's good for now. Um, I'm going to be in uh, Chicago in, in a few weeks, so we'll be able to do a uh, podcast in person. So Nice. So that'll be fun. And we'll, yes, we'll have we a few will. episodes before that, too, I'm sure. We'll see. We've been kind of slacking, right? So, guys, the reason that last episode took so long is it was a mammoth of a podcast. And I got a little overwhelmed by how, uh, excuse me, how long it was. And so I just kept, I just couldn't get the willpower to do it. But this one is going to be a nice, short hour. It'll be out real prompt this week. So. Okay. Good. Just so happy to hear that. Got to keep feeding the people. Oh, yeah. All right? All right, T. Have a very, very spooky Halloween. You too. Enjoy yourself. You too, my man. Let's move on to November. The theme for November, post-apocalyptic films. Okay. Because of Christopher Columbus massacring the Indians. So that's... Oh, my God. (laughs) So so we thought it was appropriate. If you need a a movie-watching theme for November, there you go. Post-apocalyptic movies. Or apocalypse looming movies. What is, how does that Correct. sound? Correct. So we're talking Armageddon, Deep Impact. Exactly, and you get Thor Ragnarok this week. So there you go. Well, yeah, I won't see you there, Disney hater. That's right. All right. Well, I'll watch it. Y'all know what I think. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. If you got questions, send them in. We're grateful for all our listeners out there. You guys are great. We think you exist. We don't know for sure. Japan, holla at us. Konnichiwa. Until next time, we're out.